0: Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? It's your boy Matty Keywoom, and welcome to this week's episode of High Heat Fantasy Baseball. As always, I am joined by the co-host of the show. Mr. Kevin Perdios. Kevin, what the F is up, man?
1: What's going on? First comment is gonna be like if another one of my players gets injured, I'm gonna kill someone. So what the hell, man? The injuries are the
0: uh, hell is <laughs> happening.
1: My team's porked. I'm just gonna leave it at that. My team is porked for this week.
0: Oh, oh yeah. man. The CGS fantasy baseball league's going well for some. I won't point any questions.
1: Shut up, Maddie! Shut <laughs> up, Maddie!
0: Well, listen up, everybody out there in the world. Oops, we did it again. We have another phenomenal podcast guest on tonight's show. If you like underlying metrics and Statcast data, you will not want to miss this one. You can hear his sweet voice right here on the Couch Guy Sports Podcast Network. A believer in the hashtag nerds win championships and in my hum- humble opinion a fantastic podcast host he has one half of around the diamond podcast the most stellar sam you will freaking meet mr sam edwards what's going on sam
2: let's go boys oh man i was waiting so long for that intro my gosh it's uh it's great to be here uh i know evan was on here earlier and i was like i gotta get myself on there and uh you know i'm I'm super hyped to join you guys
0: yeah we're hyped to have you you know round the diamond is a great show i was on there a couple of weeks ago i mentioned that in last week's episode of high heat phenomenal time you know just talking with the boys talking a little stats talk, diving deep into some metrics it's cool It's uh, it's new and like uh, it was fun to do. Honestly, it was you when you tell someone you try to explain to someone, "Hey, listen, you know, we go on a podcast and we shoot the shit about stats and and metrics." They're like, "What?" No, it's actually a a great hang and a good time. So make sure you check out Sam's show around the diamond. Now, Sam, before we dive into tonight's show, let's go and tell our listeners how long you've been playing fantasy baseball and how would you describe your GM style? I've been I've been playing for not too long you know there are plenty
2: of veterans out there so i wouldn't say I'm, i've am i been playing for too long but i would say i think it's been man shoot uh maybe like three years four years i'd say i'd say around four years um and then for me as a gm i guess i'm i need to i'm very quick to try and figure out who i'm playing with if i don't know mm-hmm. all these people personally i usually have a couple of friends that i know um that i know how they're gonna play specifically in trades and uh you know and then especially in the beginning i'll probably shoot out a couple of trade options depending on how well my team's doing um shoot out a couple trade options see how people are feeling see you know if they hit me back with the you're insane and yeah. uh you know <laughs> yeah. get this out of my face type deal then i'm like all right you know hey man i was just feeling out the waters you know and uh and then i'll figure out what people are gonna be good with yeah, what players people like things like that so i'd say i'm i'm not as quick to trade as a lot of other my, uh, you know, my mates in uh, the leagues. But uh, I'd say, you know, I'm I'm more of a head-to-head as well, head-to-head categories, yep. uh, maybe a smaller league, ten, 10 teams. You know, that's kind of my sweet spot, I'd say.
0: Some battle but, royales, uh, I like that. And, and yeah, bring up a know. good point, if you're listening to the show, you, pay, you play some fantasy baseball leagues, like, get to know the people in your league. Got to find
2: Sometimes out who you're Sometimes you
0: just with. know, ooh, this guy's hot, this dude is going to want him right oh this guy's sucking this guy still likes him maybe i can pawn him off here right so knowing your league mates and having a, a little bit of a touch of the people not just the players on the on the website it, it's big it's definitely big to know
1: because you got feel like
0: them waters you never know what's gonna happen heck yeah So, as always, High Heat is brought to you by Couch Guy Sports. Check out all of our written content on couchguysports.com. Articles are dropping every single day. If you're new to the show, make sure you smash, bash, and crash on that subscribe button wherever you get this podcast. Rate and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Please share High Heat Fantasy Baseball with literally everybody you know. Check out the Fantasy Baseball Market Watch every single morning when the market opens. Just search hashtag FBB Market Watch on Twitter to follow who values whose value is up, whose is down, and maybe a little bit of advice on what you can do with those players. Lastly, I suggest you check out some of the other great podcasts on the CGS Network, shows like Bernie and Chris, The Rafters Pod, and Legends Lingo. Once again, we are going to bring you the same type of format we've done so far since the season has kicked off, kind of talk about the week week past, maybe a little bit about the week ahead, some ad drops, buy low, stuff you can do, and just, you know, our all-around bar talk when it comes to fantasy baseball, because it's what we do here on High Heat. We bring that hot fire, hot fire by So why don't we jump into some news and notes. Jared Kalinick and Logan Gilbert are making their big league debuts on Thursday night. Good days for the Seattle faithful. i got to be honest, that is pretty cool to see. Jared Kalinic is a big-time prospect, number three uh, by a lot of different accounts, I believe. And Logan Gilbert is a very hyped righty pitcher. Let's see what happens. Do uh, either you guys roster any of these, these young bucks? I don't. I, w- I wish I had them.
2: I, I really wish I did, especially in Dynasty Leagues. I mean, they're, they're musts right now.
0: Certainly. Yeah, I, got, no, I... I got one share of in a Dynasty League. Nice.
1: I completely I actually, uh, misread. Look. I completely misread like the people in my leagues. <laughs> um, I I knew someone, a coach guy, would would grab them, uh, clinic, which I was kind of like fine. Um, but my other league, that I'm really with a lot of my roommates, so I'm kind of more focused on winning that one, bragging rights, you know. But um, completely misjudging someone, someone grabbed them. Before, I kind of thought everyone would be like, nope, I'm just taking players that are playing because we really don't know when this dude's going to come up. So I drafted my team and, and one of the later rounds, when I was like, all right, I'm going to pick them up. i grabbed him them like three picks before me. I was like, you mother.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kalinic was a super tough guy to gauge and redraft because he was going like he made the roster. He was getting selected right. a lot higher than I think right. I was comfortable with considering we didn't know when he was getting called up.
1: And I was going to draft him high. Like, when I when I was going to get him, was mm. going to be high, but I was all right because I was deep in the outfield. I was deep. I had my – I figured I had my average and power guys already in the lineup where I could wait for him to kind of figure mm. it out and almost him just take up a bench spot, bench spot. But, yeah, I got, I got screwed on that one. You got swiper, no
0: swiping. Yeah.
1: So I'm have to figure out a place. trade to get him.
0: Yeah, well, you might have to do form. it before tomorrow night because there's nothing harder to do than trade for a, a guy who gets called up who does anything off the bat, even if it's just yeah. a little bit. He goes one for through the bomb and strikes out the other two times and looks horrible. That's about another month worth of 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 slumping he's going to have to do before that guy's trade window opens up.
1: Yeah, Yep. you're exactly right.
0: So speaking of call-ups, Trevor Larnack was also called up to the bigs for the Minnesota Twins. He's not as hyped of a prospect, but he does have a a pretty high ceiling. But it comes on the the news that Byron Buxton hit the DL earlier in the week, which is devastating. This guy was breaking out all over the place. But at the same time, it's tough to say I told you so, but I think most people in the fantasy community kind of understood that this was coming. This is what he's known for.
1: Nope. Nope. I bought in. I bought in, man. I had him, and I was like, this dude's carrying my fantasy team. And once he fell, Domino's fell right behind him. And I was like, you got to be kidding me.
0: It, it's tough. I mean, he, it, this guy's always known for his crazy, crazy intense play and, and the plays he makes in the outfield gets him injured and then busting his ass up the line is actually what uh, was his quad or whatever is a lower body injury. Yeah. So we're hoping he comes back soon because – it baseball is more fun when these exciting players break out, you know, we, we want to see Byron Buxton running around the bases as fast as, as you know, a, a wide receiver in the NFL and making great catches and hitting the ball out of the ballpark. So, you know, we hope he comes back, Trevor, ha, you know, have fun in the bigs. Well, let's all hope you don't get too comfortable, I guess. And speaking of not being comfortable in the big leagues, Nate Pearson was sent back down after one start with the blue Jays guys. Let me hear your opinion, on your opinion on this. Do you think he got the trigger was too was too short? Like it was a, not a great opening start, but you're going to call up your number one pitching prospect. He has one if you start, and you just send him right back down. I don't know if I like that.
2: Yeah, it could have been it could have been just a spot start or something. I'm not sure. Uh, I like Nate Pearson. I definitely think it was way too quick of a hook. I would have left him up there, um, especially facing the Astros. You know he had bad controls, five walks and like two and a third innings or whatever it was. Uh, I would definitely would rather see him at least for another start. Maybe it was just going to be one start or maybe his bad performance kind of helped it to be one start either way. I think he's going to be back in the majors soon and hopefully it is soon. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. I I, I I hope that I don't want the blue Jays to mess with him too much because they also have another dominant guy in triple a Alec Manoa. And if you start messing with Pearson, you know, you want both of these guys to come up into the rotation and help them out as soon as possible. You'd hate to have that whole thing where one guy comes up, the other one's down and blah, blah, blah. So maybe Nate Pearson figures out in A. He looked good in his first start in A before the call-up. So when you see a guy just not being able to throw strikes, it, it, it kind of feels like a nerves thing to me. I know it's a little roadside seat, but that's what we do here, baby. So I'm a little yeah, sad, I, but we'll I, see.
1: I'm... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. I watched again. This is going back for the last year when he started. He made a start against the Red Sox. Dude throws hard, mm-hmm. but he has no idea where the hell the ball's going. <laughs> like he has all of that he in throw him for 102, sure 102, but you have Rick that Rick a 102 and you can't you can't control it. It's kind of like, dude, you know, that's you're not ready. You got to find control and then I was shocked to see him get called up um the walks i think is the reason he's going back down i think that's his kryptonite right now um if he can find the ability to really locate um even just like locate your off speed pitch or locate that fastball a little bit better you'll be good because you throw that hard but um yeah the the walks would you say eight walks in his last or something like that BS you get numbers.
0: five or six in that start.
1: Five, yeah. Yeah. yeah, five. Five. I mean, that's that's really that's about four too many.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You
1: gotta, as a starter and as a potential number one, number two, uh, those those walks gotta come down a lot. And I think that's why they sent them back down. Um, why they did so quick? I think they are sending them a message of figure it the hell out, Bud, because. Whatever. I think it's a little bit more of a kick in the ass than anything.
0: I hope so. But, I mean, it, it, to play devil's advocate, too, Shohei Otani had a little bit of uh, control issues earlier this season, and the Angels let him work it out in the big leagues. Now, I'm not comparing the two because it looks yeah. like Shohei Otani's <laughs> a freaking generational talent. But, yeah, you... I mean, their arsenal is somewhat comparable. They both throw high 90s, and they you know throw some breaking pitches that sometimes get away from them, so... You like to see a guy like that work his way back into the big sooner rather than later, but you know. I mean, it doesn't
1: do? help to be able to hit 275 with 10 bombs as well. You know that that's kind of a nice little uh, gives you some little wiggle room. All that's right, all right. You know that's <laughs> not all right. to mention uh, the
0: guy's a straight man dime. Yeah, that's right. I said it. <laughs> I don't care. One time I had a couple of drinks and I was hanging out with my wife. We were watching the Red Sox Angels two years ago, and I said, I "Said, babe, look at this guy." This guy's one of my favorite plays. He's such a handsome stud. She's like, wait, what? I said, like, Oh, well, I blacked out for a second. What did I say? <laughs> what can you do? It slips up every set now and again. All right, moving I've, on. Okay, sorry about that. Let's move on okay, after okay, every
2: okay. single Otani Otani start. I've had to call my girlfriend actually just to make sure where she is, just to make sure she hasn't seen it. Because are you I, in Houston? My worst fear. Get
0: your ass out of Houston. Do not go to Houston right now. Shohei is pitching. When Shohei's Babe, on the where mom, are you? Babe.
2: Babe, where are you?
0: Does he have a girlfriend yet? We have to get him off the market. <laughs>
2: That should be on your market watch. Dude, come on. Uh,
0: (laughs) A daily daily market watch. Who is dating this guy and saving the Single or
2: taken. Where is he?
0: Yeah, we need to figure this out. Speaking of figuring things out, a number of Padres are on the COVID IL. That is including Fernando Tatis Jr. Now, he was one of the guys with a positive test, so we will not see him for 10 days, which means fire up my other boy, HaShong Kim, who had a few hits today, Thursday or Wednesday in his game. Apparently, everyone's just going to throw a no-hitter now. Wade Miley and John Means both toss no-hitters. Good for them. One guy I'm buying all into. The other guy I'm not. More on that later. Quetel Marte is nearing a return as his rehab is about to kick off. Rumor has it this weekend, which is another good baseball play that we want to see back in that Arizona Diamondbacks lineup is surprisingly great. So adding a guy like Quetel Marte is only going to make them even that more better. Two fantasy aces have hit the shelf over the past few days. One is good, one is bad. Let me start with the good. Jacob deGrom, he finally got put on the IL for that side issue. And I think it's a good thing because the Mets are known for their horrible, their horrible uh, uh, procedures and in handling injuries. They had him go out there and pitch last week, which was stupid. Put him on the shelf. Let him get healthy. We need him back in baseball. The other bat is Zach Gallen. He is on the D- IL with an elbow, a strained right elbow. Not what you like to see, especially since, uh, you know, he hit the IL earlier this year with the forearm, the dreaded forearm injury. Now, they said it was swinging a bat. Mm, I'm going to call their bluff a little bit here now that they, we've seen this two kind of back-to-back things pile up. I think there's something Wrong with that elbow, and that just sucks. But what doesn't suck is Corbin Burns will make his return on Thursday night. We are recording on Wednesday night. By the time you're hearing this, maybe he has already made his start. Maybe he's already K 10 guys. We don't know, but he's dominant, and we're glad to see him back. Carlos Carrasco was moved to the 60 day IL, which is kind of weird. It seemed like he was gearing up to return, and then they went ahead and put him on that long term shelf. It's only going to be about another month that he has to stay on there. So I think they're just really making sure that that hammy is good to go. Nico Horner is set to return to action. Uh, he was actually on the I.L. for a forearm injury. He may return this weekend, actually, which is good because he was off to a hot start. Another young player who was screwed because of the uh, I'm using bunny ears here. Defensive issues he had to solve in the minors. He's apparently solved them, came up and hit pretty well. Uh, it's weird seven how games. It only took seven games. It's weird impressive. how that happens. It's like these guys just have the. they must have these defensive gurus down in their AAA systems, just working their magic. What's one of the, the – I'm take. not a Harry Potter guy. Give me a Harry Potter one. Uh, Liverdortis. <laughs> <laughs> Defensivitis. I don't know. I'm That's not, what I'm it know. was. I'm not a, was. not a Harry take,
1: Potter guy. Hot take. The minor league coaches are equivalent to the JV coaches in high school, and uh, those are the best coaches around. So just, you know, those are the real coaches.
0: I've heard rumors that they're great with helping kids with their launch angle also. Do you want to die? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one last bit of breaking news actually came from tonight, came hot off the wires. Miguel Cabrera with a hit tonight actually becomes the most hits from a Venezuelan-born player. So congrats to Miggy's one of my favorite players. Uh, growing up, it's, uh, you know, it's like everything. It sucks to see someone get old, but he was an absolute monster in his prime. So I am very, very happy to see him accomplish such a major feat. Boys, let's move on here. Sam, I want to know one thing. You want to tell me something? I got you. Give me your biggest takeaway from the past week.
2: You know, uh, it was it was honestly tough to come up with this. Um, and because I haven't been on this podcast, this is more of a takeaway uh, for my fantasy baseball season so far up until this point. Um mm-hmm. I've realized, you know, you're always looking for as many good starters as possible. And like in our uh, Couch Guy Sports League, I really like my rotation, really like it. Uh, But I'm missing a streaming spot. (laughs) And I'm Mm -hmm. figuring out that so many people are streaming against me that it's very frustrating. And, uh, you know, I'm invested enough that I would, you know, I'm I'm paying attention to the streaming pitchers specifically in matchups and things like that. So my biggest takeaway is that so many people are streaming against me. I need, like, one spot mm-hmm. for streaming. Like, I think yeah. I need to, like, save one spot. So right now I'm trying to trade one of my starters for, like, you know, offense or something. So, like, you know, if any of you guys are, you know, anybody's looking for, uh, you know, a little Tyler Molly you know. Let Me know,
0: but there's uh, nothing that uh, gets me all hot and bothered than a little trade talk in the pod. I'm just saying, you know,
2: just you know, just you know, just let me know. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. I am too looking but, to uh, trade a pitcher to free up a spot. See, so that's Kevin... the thing. I'm just I'm looking for a streaming spot, you know, because so many people are streaming against me. It's so valuable to I never oh, realized yeah. how valuable it is to have that spot, you know, especially when you're later in the week and you need that little extra push. You to squeeze you. the
0: points out of, uh, of the ether.
2: The points, I mean, head to head categories, if I'm trying to get, you know, wins, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get, you know, whatever it is you're going for and I need at least one more starter, I don't want to drop any of my guys that are good enough. You know, like I've I've got a certain amount of guys that I really like and especially if they go from streamer to actually I want to hold this guy for a little while. Uh, It's it's tough, you know, You're, you're I'm losing spots here. So, you know, that that's been the biggest thing for me this this season so far for fantasy.
0: I like that. I like that. Kevin, what was your takeaway from last week? Dude, I think you kinda of touched
1: on it. When the hell did all these pitchers learn how to start throwing no hitters? Um, you know we we came in with the oh well the MLB is just gonna deaden the baseballs. Um I'm not, Boy, I'm did they say, Yeah, I I, I don't huh, man, I don't know if that's it though, because the home runs are still the home runs are still there and they're still from guys that don't really hit the ball out of the park. You know, I kind of thought the true power here is like the judge, Aaron Judges of the world, will continue to hit 40 bombs a year. But the guys like Catal um, Marte, or like, you know, more of the, yeah, he'll run into 15 of them, but those numbers are going to drop. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe it is the balls, but either way, it's when the hell did Wade Miley learn how to pitch? I mean, you know, that's kind of. <laughs> And what kills me about the Wade Miley one is I looked. You guys were just talking about streaming. I looked, and I was like, man, this could be a shot in the dark. Uh, he, it's, And I just didn't do it. I didn't bite on it. He was available, and I was like, he's going to get lit up. And I'm just, no, I'm I'm turning away from this one. And I almost threw my phone across the friggin' field when I found out <laughs> that he just threw a no-hitter. You. <clears throat> Where he went yeah. out
0: and did literally the opposite of getting lit up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He finally figured out how to pitch, you know, and it was. Right. It was frustrating um, to say it was. The <laughs> yes. it
0: is. Miley's no.
2: almost like the perfect option to throw a no hitter. You know, he's yeah. like that Philip Umber who is just, right. you never would expect it. And then he never does it again or never even like. It's not like oh, this is the start of close. something amazing. He's going to come back down. You know, it's like one yeah. of those things. So next at three, the same I mean, time, it's like. It just makes sense. It doesn't, oh, of course, yeah. Wade Miley threw it. Yeah, over, it does. It,
0: year, oh, it fits. Though. You're right. It fits in this narrative that, like, it's right. Everyone got a home run over the last two years. Now, I guess everyone gets a no hitter. Pretty cool. Also, how yeah. many of those, right.
2: how many of these no hitters have been thrown by lefties? We got Carlos Madison Bumgarner, if you want to count it.
0: Well, let's count it. Yeah. So there's five. Okay. So there's it. the two, count it. The two means and Miley, both lefties. So at least four of the five. And then so, Musgrove. So Muskro. And I'm a just wow. I'm just
2: putting this together. I don't know what I, I don't hear. know. Yeah. I don't
0: know. Wow. Uh, well, uh,
2: maybe you should only stream lefties from now on. I don't know. You heard I'm it here first, anything. baby. I'm that is an exclusive. I told you my bit. man
0: had the stats. I told you, people. <laughs> I told you. <laughs>
2: I've but, only been in this for like four years. Okay, guys. Let's <laughs> calm down. You know, <laughs> just because I talk loud doesn't mean anything.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah.
0: Yeah. Sometimes the squeakiest wheel gets the grease, you know what I mean?
1: That's, I that's like a good point, it. dude. That's that's I didn't even I didn't even put that together Kevin's like, mind is blown well, right now. I, know. <laughs> I, I I tell kids all the time, I wish I was a lefty. Oh like, no, no just it's and they're like why? And I was like, I don't know, just it's just yeah they're lefty. All right. They don't they don't even have get to break done. glass.
0: <laughs> and they can oh, they can just do the thing. I throw lefty.
1: You throw mid nice. eighties you throw mid eighties from the left side, D one scholarships are looking at you because right, you, yeah. you throw you saw mid eighties from the right, like, guy. Right, you might get you might get a D three offer somewhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: Stop me if you heard this before, but growing up playing baseball, how many soft throwing lefties did you walk into the dugout? And go, this guy sucks. This guy sucks. <laughs> we should be there. killing this guy as he's just Dude, shoving so- it down everyone's throat, chair after chair after chair. So what? What's was
1: crazy is my dad was a lefty, so I grew up hitting off lefties.
0: So it was Shout like every time the lefty,
1: every time the lefty came in, I was like, "This guy sucks," and everyone's like, "Dude, what?" You know, and I would, I would rake off him yeah. because I've been used to seeing hundreds of balls from the left side. Now, when oh. we went to the righties, it was a completely different story. It <laughs> couldn't hit water if we fell out of a boat, but, you know.
0: It's like it's man. like sparring with a southpaw all the time in boxing. Yeah, you, know, you just get used to the unorthodox style. Yeah, yeah.
1: And no, I remember yeah. one time we we were down in. Um we were down in East Cobb, Georgia to play for AAU. It just sounds like a baseball a town. Oh, it's it's unbelievable down there. Um, walked in and there was a lefty thrown. Same thing. Maybe maybe mid-70s if if he was lucky. I walked up and was like, Coach, you need to bat me lead off. I was like, I guarantee you I'll go three for four. You I do? made a bet with him. I made a bet with him. I was like, I'll go three for four. I'll hit Three singles and we'll call it a day. He goes, All right, if you go two for four with a double, um, I'll buy you dinner out after. Deal. Deal. First pitch, first pitch, bang, double in the gap. <laughs> he literally just pointed him at there. It was a like, dude. I don't know what it was, but lefties are third.
0: And then what? Did you Wait. strike out the next 3 at bat? You get to get him in the dinner. Right. Don't leave us hanging.
1: <laughs> I went I did go two for four, but yeah, it, took my fourth, it took me until my fourth at bat.
0: Oh, the pressure was boiling. Yeah.
1: yeah. It took me into my fourth at bat and it wasn't and it wasn't against the lefty. It was against a righty. And it was just kind of these that I kind of got full on a curveball and just slapped it over the first baseman's head. I was like,
0: Just aluminum bat. Bing.
1: <laughs> yeah. The the little flick of the wrist and you can hit it two hundred and fifty feet without
0: trying. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> Well, let me go ahead and give my takeaway of the past week, and it's actually on brand with the two of yours. It's about pitching. And it actually seems that there was a bit of an overcorrection when we're talking about hitting versus pitching. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard Theo Epstein, the god, on the Ringer podcast this past week. It was a good listen. It was just talking about baseball and all these things. And he spit out a couple of stats that I'm going to drop right now. The league-wide CSW right now is about 25%. And that's the career mark for Nolan Ryan and Sandy Koufax. So basically that means average pitchers are pitching with the same effectiveness uh, when it comes to strike, uh, college strikes and swinging strikes as some of the greatest of all time. And it's happening, uh, you know, across the entire league. And that's just, that's a little bit uh, uh, outrageous. uh, If you want me to uh, be honest here. And the the other thing too that he mentioned was that the, actually not him, this is actually Eno Saris of The Athletic had mentioned this. League-wide batting average is the lowest that it's been since 1968. And in 68, they called it the year of the pitcher. In the following season, they lowered the mound, which is to this day still one of the biggest rule changes MLB has ever gone through. So that leads me to this question. If this trend continues and you have a league batting 225, do they make a big change? And if so, what would that be?
2: What's the launch angle?
0: I
1: don't know. I don't care. did this for one purpose and one purpose only, and it's to get us going. That was that was it. The only reason he brought us up is because he wanted something. All right. I'll say this, and I'll leave it strictly as this. And keep it short. We got
0: to talk fantasy here.
1: Yes, the king of the nerds, the king of the nerds, the holy grail,
0: wrong, the god.
1: The God. The God God of nerds said what he did has ruined baseball. He went into the office to fix it, the commissioner's office to fix it. He admitted what I did and what I started, yes, it helped, but there's key factors that were left out. That's why Oakland hasn't won a championship and won't win a championship, and I'm driving the bus. I'm wishing they would win a championship because I love the A's, but they're missing key factors in this whole thing. But the king, the god nerd, said what he did ruined baseball. The three true outcome factor is, from a fan's f- standpoint, killing the game. It's killing the game. When you're going to the field and you're, or you're going to the stadium, you're going to Fenway, and it's either a walk, a strikeout, or a home run, two out of three of those are boring to see. Right, yeah. two or three of those are belong to see. and truthfully, it's killing
0: yeah. fantasy games. There's like anyone who plays rotisserie or categories. Right. That's why these dudes who get stolen bags become second rounders. These guys who don't do anything but yeah. steal bags become top five round picks yeah. because that's just point. where the game is. It, it's everyone's swinging for the fences, and there aren't contact guys. But I got a little theory about some of these things, and I'll I'll dive into later in the year because I got to see if the numbers kind of come out but sam what's your take on uh the the pitchers and and a rule change that we might see in 2022 you know
2: i i think i mean i don't think a strikeout is terrible to watch when you're at the game i also don't think it's that bad when you're watching the game at home I, i i mean it's fun to watch these pitching ninja breakdowns and all that so i don't think it's i don't think it's uh killing the game necessarily i would say you know I don't know if it's that bad for the game. I think we're okay. I think also before we jump to let's juice the balls again, let's you know, no, let's bring no, it back. No. This, you know, this actually might be really good for the game if we kept it this way, uh with the balls how they are. I think it'll mean that people have to change their uh, approach. And the only thing that's going to really change that is if uh, you know, upper management decides that we need to start hitting for more average, hitting more, you know, just hitting more in general, making more contact. And if that reflects the pay, if that means they're going to be paying guys that are doing that more, because really that's really what it is. Players that are hitting for power are getting paid more because mm-hmm. it's more valuable to the team because that's a guaranteed run. That's a home run. And especially if you can walk right before that home run, bingo, you've only had one ball in play and it's not even in play. It's it's over the fence, you know? Yeah, So... Teams are focused on winning. I respect it. Uh, MLB should be focused on you know putting the best product forward. I don't think this many you no-hitters know, is necessarily a great thing, but it might force hitters to make a couple changes.
0: Yeah, I think that, that would be great to see. Uh, and just to piggyback on the whole strikeout thing, I'm kind of in the middle of the two of you here because I think strikeouts in general are pretty cool because it's it's domination, and that's what we love to see in sports. But today's strikeout is not what it used to be. Yeah, it's a three-two yeah. count every single time. It's eighteen pitches every single time, and then there's a, a ball. You know, they dot at the at, on the tenth pitch. You know, that's not exactly the the type of strikeouts we want to see. I think. You know, like a Max Scherzer, a DeGrom, you know, the real yeah, savants yeah. of strikeouts. Those are the ones that we all love to see. You know, they're making hitters look absolutely silly. You know, you mentioned pitching Ninja the Swords, one of the coolest additions to the, to the baseball world over the past couple of years. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, there's rumblings that they may push the mound back, and there's also rumblings that some teams are already preparing for it. So maybe they yep. are thinking that's going to happen where the velo won't matter, but breaking pitches will. And teams are already starting to get guys who could throw baking pitches and try to deal with that thing. Because if that happens, then there will be a lot of guys who will be less effective because their 98 won't play as strong as it did, you know, right now. So we'll see how
1: it you happens. Guys both, yeah, you guys both hit the nail on the head. They have to go somewhere in the middle, I think. They have to – don't juice the balls again. Go in the middle, right? Go kind yeah. of like where you are now and where you were last year or the year before go right in the middle, and you're fine. The strikeouts are fun to watch when it is the DeGroms, the Scherzers, the the true number one guys where you go out and you're like, he could legitimately strike out 20 dudes tonight. We don't know. Like the Pedro Martinez-esque outings. But when when Joe Schmo, your number four starter, is going out and throwing like a one-hit shutout, but he's coming out in the fourth inning because he's had ninety-five pitches already. But he has eight strikeouts. You're like, dude, this is like, I want to go home. Yeah, it's for boring.
0: Sure. But so I think I think overall strong. too. I think it's it's a it's a marriage of maybe a few rule tweaks, but also yeah. the approach. You know, guys have to be like like Sam said, paid based on their overall hitting hit tools, not just power and so, so on and so guys forth. So like we'll see like, that
1: goes. You mean guys like Andrew Benintendi, right?
0: Yeah, just the, the guy like – I mean, the guys who have more hit tools than just grip it, rip it home runs and just strike okay,
1: So you mean it. guys like Andrew Benintendi, right?
0: I mean, he's okay. I wouldn't, I would, <laughs> Not necessarily. I wouldn't, I wouldn't die on the hill of Andrew Benintendi being the gleaming hope of baseball. Kill me on the Kill me on the hill. Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just did uh, really you just, opinion, That's two weeks in a really row, Can you just leave – just put him on your ad list and let's move on. <laughs> Opeña, Two weeks in a row If I hear you say Francie Cordero i will muting you I'm pulling Tony Corral And I'm I muting you You won't say his name
1: No I refuse to say That bum's name Don't it's do William it It's William 2.0 Oh yeah Skip that That's, that's gonna
0: be a shirt That's gonna have to be a shirt Alright guys <laughs> Let's move on here uh, <laughs> We have an agenda That we have to get through uh, And we don't want this To be a four hour episode Maybe we do I don't know It's fun Let's Maybe. go host Get it's us out of fun. here Who cares Alright <laughs> I gotta go to bed Yeah. (laughs) Podcast from bed. Do (laughs) whatever it takes. All right, let's jump into some ads and I will get us started. Uh, I'm going to talk about an outfielder. He plays for the New York Yankees and he's pretty much a grizzled vet in both fantasy and in baseball. That's Aaron Hicks. I like him personally because I was like I played a lot of points leagues and the guy has good play IQ so those points tend to rack up. Uh, he started off uh, you know a dreadful start. That's leading, now that meets us to the point here. He's still only batting 198 but he's been better as of late. You know, we're seeing that bad bib creep up. The K rate is still a little high but you know when a guy has a, you know almost a 10 year resume I feel like his career averages will tend to be where the water lies, you know, where that water line settles. Uh, he's at 23.6% uh, uh, now, where his average is about 21. So it just comes down just a, no, just a scotch. That's going to improve his everyday stats. You know, he walks quite a bit. That's one of his strengths uh, in terms of, of, of his approach. The guy doesn't chase pitches in the 83rd percentile in chase rate. Uh, good exit velo, uh, pretty decent max exit velo, and you seeing that high that hard hit percentage creep up daily. Um, he's had a good stretch of games here. Stuff that's exactly what you want to see out of your your struggling player. Uh, let me count it off here. He has six, se- seven hits in his last eight games. Not too bad. So I'm going out and adding Aaron Hicks uh, where I need some outfield help. In ESPN leagues, you can grab him in about sixty percent of leagues. Uh, and Yahoo is a lot more available. He's only uh, rostered in 24%. So you need some help. Out- because we're available. smarter over there. We're smarter over at Yahoo. Yeah, they're smarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yahoo. All right. But that's it. Aaron Hicks. Sam, give me your first ad.
2: My first ad is uh, Abisael Garcia. Oh,
0: uh, another just good, I mean, solid bat. I like just,
2: it. Just take a look at the baseball savant page, and you know you're going to be drooling. Let me just tell you, because it is bright red. It is, you know, it is my skin after the first beach day. Let me tell you. He is, you know, he's killing it right now. He's uh, he's hitting 270, 344, 405. Not great slugging, you know, and it's a 135 isolated power. Not great. But once again, I mean, the baseball savant page preaches it. He's killing it. He is really killing it right now. And uh, I'm very excited to see how his whole season looks. He always gives you a great uh floor with the average and uh he's been I mean tearing the cover off the ball especially over the past two weeks I just grabbed him in a 10 team league as is you know need a little boost on the offense but uh you know he's he's looking good right now and uh I'm excited to see what the full season looks like he can hit yeah at least 20 homers and uh I think he'll be really good
0: yeah and he the PT will be there you know Christian Yelch is still on the shelf Uh Jackie Bradley's you know he's an everyday outfielder for them but he doesn't really Hit well. Uh, as he's he's in the
2: middle of the play, middle of the lineup. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So he's going to get his playing time, and they actively went out and brought him aboard last, before last season. So they like him, and yep. I, I think he's he's going to stick. And I and I like the profile. Kevin, what's up, man?
1: Yeah. So first off, Aaron Hicks. I just dropped him. I'm so fed up with that dude. I <laughs> I I want to ship him to the moon. Okay. So that's that's my take on it at first. <laughs> now this is this is where I'm gonna kind of this is more of a depth ad with everyone being hurt, everyone being hurt. Um, go add, um, go add Evan Longoria, all right. Go add Evan Longoria. He's consistent. He just you know nothing. He's not gonna do anything crazy, all right. Not gonna do anything crazy just when you need that spot start because you're hurt, you got guys, you know, you have third baseman down, the injuries are racking up, you need someone to kind of kill a week for you, go at him, pick him up, batting 263 right now. You wanted to throw out the hits in the last six games. He has a hit in one, two, five out of his last, oh, four out of his last six games. Um, You know, he's He's consistent. He's puts the ball in play, gets your average if you need it, just kind of holds the ground so you're not losing anything. I think that's a guy to explore if you need to
0: stream, really. What is going on in San Francisco? All of these guys are just res- coming back. So Buster you- Posey, Evan Longoria. Is, uh, it's not a coincidence that Gabe Kapler shows up, and all of a sudden these guys are <clears throat> a little healthier in 2021.
1: Go back. Go back to our first podcast. What was the offense I said to look out to that everyone was like, "Whoa, go
0: go up." The Red Sox, go, the Yankees, no, no, no. the Astros, the Dodgers, the Padres. The oh, I'm just kidding. It's the Giants, man. Come on. Hey, you is. called it. You called it because they, they are they, hitting. Brandon Bell, They're, they're all they're doing it.
1: Consistent dude, They're guys that just make contact. Don't try to do too much. Give what the pitcher take. Take what the pitcher's given to you. Hit the ball the other way, and then you'll get your mistake pitches that you drive out of the park. What the we job. what we bro science like to call true baseball players, you know. Yeah. What what
0: metric would you what metric are you use in true baseball <laughs> players? My how eyeballs. My yeah. Eyeballs. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, watch the dudes go watch them play, and you're like, oh, all right, this guy- The
0: 2016 dream team is making a resurgence in 2021. Let's go. How many how
2: many Giants games have you watched, Kevin?
1: know <laughs> Nice. Nice. Love that. So my eyeballs, blackout, you mean All right, the blackouts, I can't. You know what oh, I mean? right. I mean, <laughs> the rolling right. blackouts
0: rolled all the way to the east coast.
2: <laughs> If they were that bad, I
0: mean yeah.
2: uh is that a product at all or <laughs> hey. Longoria, I will say if you want to stream Longoria, do it against a lefty. He destroys lefties. He does, yeah. uh you know, I'm a little worried against right handers, so we'll see. But uh he is doing better
0: than I was expecting. Certainly. Moving on, my number two ad is actually, you know, he could qualify for a deep league ad because he's only rostered in 16% of ESPN, 5% of Yahoo leagues. I'm talking about another outfielder because let's face it, a lot of teams are outfielder needy, especially if you play in a five outfielder league. Talk about Mr. Harrison Bader, very toolsy prospect, never really amounted to what people thought he would be, especially within the St. Louis organization. I mean, how many good outfields did they trade away because they had this guy? 26 years old, and he's seeing a little bit of a breakout. He still has a little bit of ceiling left. He's not, I don't think, necessarily met uh, his true potential. But we're talking about the baseball savant page. It's red. It's max Exavilo, 83rd percentile. And he's at 96 percentile for sprint speed. So the kid's an athlete. He's got two stolen bags, three home runs already, eight hits in 11 games since coming back. I really like what I'm seeing here. Uh, you know, his expecting batting average is higher than his regular average. Sometimes tough to measure, but I think that just shows, uh, you know, the possibilities given his profile. One thing I do like to see, a guy like this, you would think, you know, if he's hitting above his britches, maybe his bad super high. No, not now. His BABIP is actually about 90 points lower than most projection systems have him. So that's something that's great. And his K rate, down about 50% from 2020. Good steps. Those are the strides you want to see a 26-year-old make. 106 WRC+, another great thing to look at. I like what I'm seeing here. I'm adding Harrison Bader in any one of my deep leagues. And I'm just going to keep using and see where this goes. The power, man. The, the power. power
2: is really come out of nowhere. And especially, I mean, like you said with the BABIP, I mean, the average is 243 right now. If that comes up a little bit, that's even better. And especially if this mm-hmm. power sticks, he's hitting, you know, 514 for the slugging percentage and a uh, healthy, healthy 270 isolated power. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. Yes. It's, it's Small sample size theater, obviously, you know, just very small. But if he can stick it, man, I'm on board for this Harrison Bader.
0: And another thing, too, though, when you're looking at, you know, the batted ball data, you're not seeing a tremendous change in ground ball, fly ball percentages. They're pretty much industry standard. And by that, I mean, just throughout his career, you're not seeing a crazy jump in fly ball rate and a crazy loss in ground ball rate. He's still kind of taking the same approach while he's at the plate. So maybe he just tapped into something here. And, you know, he's only 26. We're seeing it with guys like Byron Bucks and we're seeing it now maybe with Harrison Bader. A little bit later, it took a little bit longer, but here we are. We got a fantasy production, uh, a productive fantasy player. Sam, why don't you go ahead yeah, and I, give us your number two, right after Kevin gives his two cents.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I just dropped um, my uh, Michael Taylor for Bader, strictly because of the power. Hmm. Very similar average wise, very similar stolen base wise. I need a little bit more production, and if Bader's is going to hit the ball out of the park, you take a shot on that. Both yeah, Vader
0: and Tyler oneill they're also bodied up. A couple of one, two bodybuilders on Venice Beach.
2: <laughs> yeah, their skin is nicely tanned, unlike mine gets. Um, nice
0: hair, too. You
2: know, absolutely. Uh, Willie Calhoun. He's looking pretty good.
0: If I had one of those uh, sounders, I'd yep. be sounding that baby off right now. Yeah. I love me some Willie Calhoun.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's hitting 308, 372, 449. Once again, the slugging's not great, but he's killing it right now. And obviously, I don't think you're going to hold on to him for the rest of the season or anything. But if you're looking, you know, if the offense isn't uh, killing it right now for you, kind of like mine has been, you grab somebody like Willie Calhoun, Garcia as well. They're going to help you a lot in the average and on base department, especially if you're in a categories league. But, uh, you know, they're doing really well. He doesn't strike out that much either. He's got a 12.8% k-rate and the you know the baseball savant page is looking uh you know a little little salmon red you know it's not bad it's not bad so i'm chilling i'm chilling right now with willie calhoun doing well and uh he was a guy i was always looking out for the past couple of years and he's finally doing something so i'm excited
0: yeah i would have to say the only blemish to willie calhoun right now is his position eligibility Stinks mm. that he's only UTIL eligible. I really do not agree with the approach that most fantasy platforms took in giving out eligibilities to start this year. They based it way too much on a wonky 2020 season. I'm not a fan. It kind of kills certain dudes' value like that, like even like a JD, a John Stanton, a Jordan Alvarez. These guys, you know, you're, you're kind of locked in. If you were to take a guy like a Shohei Otani and he's producing like he is, now if you only have one UTIL spot, that's it. You're not rostering yep. any of those guys. You didn't get any value because Stanton came out of value this year. Willie Calhoun's obviously coming out of tremendous value, and you're kind of locked in, so it kind of sucks. But whatever. That's if you're up. playing
2: in, if you're playing in Yahoo, he's outfield. Majority of those guys yeah, are outfield. So is, even, is even
1: Stanton, for, <laughs> even for ESPN, <laughs> the uh, they came out and said that he's going to play every day. Willie Calhoun's going to play every day. They're going to get him reps, whether it be in the outfield or at DH. So, yeah, you have to bite the bullet for another maybe couple weeks until he technically gets that eligibility, but it's worth it. Um, Go get him. I was hesitant last week because we talked about this and we are like, we don't know. The eligibility kills me. I'm in a situation where I have J.D. and um, Otani. Mm -hmm. And then in my O-League, I have Hosmer and um, Rizzo. So it's kind of like both of those guys need to play. There's nowhere for this dude to play if he's only a DH. Now that they're going to add the outfield eligibility at some point, he just has to earn it there. 100% go get this dude.
0: Definitely. I, I agree with that. My last ad is a pitcher. He pitches in the NL Central. He's about 24% rostered in ESPN, 23% in Yahoo. Lefty Tyler Anderson. Man. Leaving cores has done wonders. I know he had that pit stop in San Francisco, but that was only one year in that weird 2020 year, uh, and I just like what I'm seeing. You know, his his ERA of 3.05 is good. You know, his expected ERA of 3.83 is higher, but not high enough to bring concern, especially on a guy like this, a pitch to contact guy, because his you know his K per nine is the highest it's been since 2018. It's still only 8.06, so this guy's not a devastating K guy. But he's got he's keeping the bad bib low, and I think a guy like this, you're gonna see a little bit of uptick in bad bib. I think there's no question about that. But you know, projections have about 300. That would give you a 50 point rise. Mm, I think the the projections were a little high because of his track record. So if I'm this is bro science here, this is nothing I can really back up with metrics and just how I feel necessarily. So I do think they will see an uptick in bad bib, but not enough to to warrant you know get rid of this guy. I think you should add him because he's pitching. He's on an absolute tear right now uh, for the pirates. Unlike the guys we mentioned earlier, his baseball savant page is not necessarily scorching hot red, but it's not blue. It's not too blue, which is good. I think it's right there in the middle. It's, you know, this guy's 31. He's been around. He's not going to be a dazzler. He's not doing what Danny Duffy's doing for an example of another lefty. We've seen Danny Duffy's fastball rise up to the high nineties at times. His isn't, he's still just touching 90 with that fastball but he's doing really he's pitching really effective with his fastballs. He's getting a 29.5% whiff rate with that fastball. I like what I'm seeing out of Tyler Anderson.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I don't know if I'd call him matchup proof. I would think I would definitely check out to see who he's facing. Um, I think he might have a tough schedule coming up. I'm not positive, but that's just what I remember hearing. So, you know, follow it blindly, I guess. No. uh, uh, Yeah. So just make sure that he's facing a, you know, a, Worse enough lineup, I guess, but definitely a guy that I would definitely uh, go and grab, especially 12-team leagues or, or more.
0: Kevin, anything you want to add?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you guys kind of hit the nail on the head. Pay attention to the matchup and, you know, make sure it's a weaker matchup, especially a deep league Tigers-esque team. Um, but no, you guys basically covered it, man
0: trying to look at what his next matchup is, because I think that is important to know because, you know, like we just said, he is a pitch to contact type of guy.
2: I think he's facing uh, the giants who kind of kill lefties kind of like with Longo, uh, you know, Posey, all those guys. So I would be a little, uh, but I, if it's in Oracle, I oh, sorry, not Oracle. Um, is it Oracle whatever Hart? it's called now? Remember. What is it called? Freaking? Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Whatever the giant stadium is. If he's pitching there, I'm a little bit more willing to go for it, but, uh, I don't know. They kind of kill lefties.
0: Yeah, they do. And and I don't know. I I still think it's an ad because if you don't add him now, you're not going to add him later. Someone's Mm. going to scoop him up, um, especially if he has that good start against the giants. So, you know, go out there and look to see if he's available in your league. And if he is, I think it's time to pull the trigger and kind of ride the wave and see what you got real quick boys. I want to play a quick name game. Maybe we'll give it like a cool name eventually. Much like the player is. name TBD. Concept, mm. great. Name, TBD. So I'm going to spit out a couple <laughs> of names that are comparable to him in terms of where they've produced, or, or, or I should say, the, the, you know where they're at so far in the fantasy season. And I want to hear, would you take Tyler Anderson or the pitcher I'm going to name here? Mm. Tyler Anderson or Alex Wood? Great choice. I would,
2: mm, I'd be more likely to grab Alex Wood, just because I think he's a better chance—at least for me, especially categories league—much more likely to get the wins you need. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would roll with Alex Wood right now. I think Tyler Anderson has pitched more, so maybe you go with Tyler Anderson if you're planning on grabbing him and keeping him. Um, for at least the long haul or as far as you can run him. But uh, I'd roll with Alex Wood right now.
1: Yeah, I think Alex Wood as well. Just, I don't know, my gut says Alex Wood's a little bit more consistent. You know, you kind of Flux. know what you're going to get. It, you kind of know what you're going to get with him. But it's, it's a very good comparison. It's a very good um, argument, competition, whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go Alex Wood as well. But what does make it razor thin for me is Alex Wood's injury history. Where Tyler mm-hmm. Anderson, you know, he has had a couple of injuries, but they're nothing like Alex Wood. Alex Wood is known for injuries. So I yep. still would go Alex Wood, though, because I think the upside is higher. Would you take Tyler Anderson or Frankie Montas?
2: Ooh. Shoot. I have not looked at Montas too much this year. No, I, have
1: I haven't to... really even... I gotta oh. look at his freaking
2: stats right now. My gosh, you you just named a guy that I just don't I don't know that much about. I don't know. I you know on paper I guess I would still go Montes, but like that was the th- funny thing is like as soon as you sent me you know the show notes and I saw Tyler Anderson, I was like Tyler Anderson, who the what the where, where who the wait a minute what uh, yeah, let me let me look this guy up real quick. Oh look at that, he's actually killing it. Um. I would say maybe Montas just because of I and this is me pulling pulling it straight out of uh you know nowhere. Uh maybe K upside with Montas mm-hmm. a little bit more than Tyler Anderson. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to look him up right now just to make sure that I'm not an idiot. Uh but yeah, I I don't no idea
1: right now. They both like they both just dominate shit lineups. Like, you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's what's so tough about it. I think I go Anderson because I think Anderson has more shown more this is gonna sound so weird, but he's shown more so much more consistency dominating those shit lineups than Mata. Like you're facing the worst of the worst, but Anderson's better against the worst of the worst like And it's bad that we have to go that route because Anderson got lit up against San Diego and even the Cubs like four starts ago. Um, But, yeah, I think I go Anderson.
0: So what you're saying is you're picking between the sharpest butter knife in the drawer.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: I'd say
2: Montas Montas might be for a one-start stream and, like, try and go for those Ks but Anderson might be a guy that you would keep because he's going to give you a little bit more of the ERA and whip type Mm, deal and be a little bit, like you said, and it is weird to say because obviously I didn't know that much about Tyler Anderson, but so far this year, he's looking to be pretty consistent Mm -hmm. and uh, Montas is just less consistent. So that's what I would say, Montas for a one start and Anderson, if you're in a deeper league and you need another pitcher that you want to be confident in.
0: See, I'm I'm going to take the lame answer. I'm going to say Montas in categories and Anderson in points leagues. So, that's what I'm going right, to do there.
1: I mean, uh, Tony Maserati. Jesus Christ. Mike, what are you talking about? What are you talking about?
0: I don't know if that was a good impression. I I'm have terrible impressions. I don't know why I even tried. Get off the fence. All right. So, I got uh, two more guys. Let's just bang through them real quick. Tyler Anderson and Dallas Keuchel. I'm going to go easy. I'm going to go with Tyler Anderson because I think their profiles are similar. And one guy's just pitching better than the other. So, why not just make it easy on yourself and take the guy who's pitching better?
2: Love it. Love it. Totally agree. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I dropped Keuchel. I dropped Keuchel, uh earlier this year, maybe within the last couple of weeks. Um, I was really hoping for him to bounce back to that Astros-esque guy, and just never really took. So um, at this point, yeah, Tyler Anderson got <laughs> you got more upside there. You know, he's at least shown that he can dominate shit hitting. I don't know what you want to call it, like terrible
0: lineups? Should that be the (laughs) – Tyler, I dominate shit lineups Anderson.
1: Yeah, there you go. All right, last name on the name game.
0: Tyler Anderson or Matthew Boyd?
1: Oh, man.
0: Give me Boyd. Okay. Give me Boyd. See, I'm going Anderson because Boyd is doing a little bit better, but I think he's a little bit more of a ticking time bomb where Anderson's regression will be a lot more mild than than Boyd's. I see Boyd's being uh, quite catastrophic, to be honest. All right, so that's going to wrap up the ads. Unless you have any more, Sam?
2: I mean, I have one more. as Cabrera. If you're looking for that infield guy, mm-hmm. especially in Yahoo, I mean, he's – First base, second base, third base eligibility. He's killing the ball right now. He's yep. literally slaughtering the ball and, uh, you know, sending it to the grave. So uh, I would definitely pick up Cabrera for a fun, you know, two weeks or however long you actually want to keep him because I don't know how long he's actually going to keep this up. Uh, he's got a long history of not hitting this well. So I'm sure he's going to come back down to earth eventually. But uh, I like him for now, right now. I, really I like
0: it. that too. I like that. He's got over hundred points already in a lot of points league format. So the dude walking, mashing. walking
2: insane as insane. well. And
0: also he's, you know, 128 plate
2: appearances. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit more than, you know, somebody like Bader, who's just coming back. 14.8% hmm. um, walk percentage. 14.8. Let's go, baby. I'll take that all day from yep. his Drupal Cabrera. And he's also hitting for average. I mean, he's killing it. So I'm I'm all on board the uh, Cabrera train,
0: and he's got a, he's in a great lineup this year. I mean, Diamondbacks mm. are absolutely mashing, and yeah. he's not going to go anywhere. Now, playing time I thought would take a little hit when Marte came back, but Christian Walker just went back to the IL, so yeah. he can that opens up first base. They'll still make room for him. So, as Drupal Cabrera, add him if you need some help with your corner outfielders. We talked a little bit about the positives. Now we got to go to Sad City. Talk about drops. I only got 2 here. I had 3 but I've taken one off the list because I'm reconsidering. I'm going to start with 1 and then I'll go to, we'll, we'll go to the next. First, I'm going to I'm ready to drop Chris Paddock. I know that sounds crazy because 2 years ago this guy came on the scene in Gangbusters and he's really rostered in 80% of leagues both ESPN and Yahoo. Bring up the profile here. I'm just not uh, I'm not really I'm not liking it because of the pitch mix. The issue with him when he came up was the pitch mix was not adequate enough to survive as a starter. And I think we're starting to see that now. His metrics actually aren't that bad. Uh, you know, the ERA is high, the expected ERA is also high. Uh, one thing that I do like to look at when it comes to starters is strand rate. Because if you, it, it's usually one of those statistics that by the end of the season gets back to its, you know, the player's career average. And right now he's only stranding about 50% of guys that get on base. Uh, I could see that going up, which would help his stats. But you know, I just don't think that that's, that stuff is going to translate over the course of his career. Um, and you know, a three point nine two Sierra is basically league average, right? I think that's right. Maybe just tad above league average, uh, but I don't know. I when I when I when I look at his 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 mix the three, you know, pitches that he throws, it, and truthfully, when you look at it, it's really only two. You know, he's got the curveball, but he's only throwing that curveball 6.4% of the time. Um, he's still getting good whiffs on that changeup. That's great. Uh, you, you know, you like to see it, but, you know, opponents are still batting 255. So if you're going to get unlucky and you're going to give up some hits with what's supposed to be your best pitch, uh, I, you know, I, I don't really like to have that on my fantasy team. And, you know, in terms of hit what he's going to be on the San Diego Padres, they got so many, you know, they got so many young guns. And they're trying to win. If this guy's not cutting it, they they they'll have no problem making him an opener. He could become Kyle the, the 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 Kyle Yabro uh, of mm. the San Diego Padres, which you know maybe has his place in deep leagues. But you know, where if 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 I roster him in a ten teamer or a twelve teamer with not deep benches, I'm I'm ready to you know sign his bus take it back to mommy.
2: Yeah, with eighty percent owned, though, I mean, I feel like maybe you could. Maybe you could get something for him.
0: Uh, there is name value, so if you, right anyone that we say on the show to drop, if you believe you could trade, trade try to trade first,
2: right? Definitely. And yeah. once again, it comes yeah. back to you got to know who you're playing with because if somebody hears the name Chris Paddock and goes,
0: "Oh, that guy's gonna be an
2: ace," or "That guy's gonna be something," you know, definitely look out for that. Also, I mean, the FIP and X FIP are nice. I will say it's a 3.03 FIP, which is uh, which is pretty nice for Paddock. Uh, it's only twenty six innings so far. If you do drop him, and you know nobody else picks him up, I would definitely keep my eye on him. If he gets a string of say three straight really good starts, I definitely look to pick him back up because I I I think he could be all right. He really just needs to be effective with that fastball, and that's the that's the tough part with him.
0: Tell your league mate, call him the sheriff around your teammates. It's a cool nickname. Might draw up some interest, and you can move him out. I, you know, it, it, we might be having this conversation in two weeks, and I might have, you know, I might start the show with a bunch of egg on my face and completely regret this decision. Uh, but he also, you know, one more thing on him, he's got a .68 home run per nine. Um, I think that's low. So, you know, some things will regress positively for him. I think that will regress negatively. And I think when it all comes out in the wash, uh, you're going to just continue to get what you're already getting, which you can find replacements, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. Um, my thing, again, I'm not, I'm not going to go into stats. I'm going to throw science, dude. Um, the inning's pitch is really, really low. And he's averaging about a hit per inning which isn't good at all. Um, Wait, you know, I thought you said you going like, to go with the stats. That's bro science. Washington Stay on brand. Pitch, man. Stay on brand. Oh, my God. Dude.
0: You are Get resident MD here. bro science. All
1: right. So, yeah, I, I just don't think the stuff's there. I don't think he has it anymore. Um, averaging a hit per per inning, that's not great. Then on top of he, he's pitching against – weaker lineups and still not going deep in the game. He pitched three innings against San Fran. They won the game and he wasn't even in line for the win because he didn't go deep enough into the game. Um, For that, you know, I'm, I'm out.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Look, I mean, it looks like he needs to be stretched out a little bit more. Um, I think he was coming off of injury or something like that. I, you know, I think, you should definitely drop him if there are better options. Or even if, like we said, you want a little streaming spot, he's definitely somebody that I'd look to drop in a definitely a smaller league as well. But, like I said, keep your eye on, on him. He could, he could come back during the season, and he could be decent. And especially on the Padres, he's going to get you some wins. He'll get you some wins on that team, especially because that offense is going to pick up eventually, hopefully once Tatis returns
0: no question okay my next guy is a tentative drop it's not a full on drop um i'm only going to tease this here because actually my article that's dropping might be out now by the time you're hearing this podcast is going to be a complete deep dive deep dive into this player and that's starting pitcher for the i almost said the national league the nl central chicago cubs kyle hendricks kyle hendricks has been abysmal he's had a couple of good starts one that comes to mind was a uh, you know, that, that seven inning complete game against the Dodgers and one of their double headers. Uh, but what I'm going to say is his fly ball to home, his fly ball to home, home run to fly ball percentage is an absurd, an absolutely absurd 28.2%. Okay. League average is 9.5%. You're considered awful at 13%. Kyle Hendricks has been considered awful in this metric his whole career. So it'd be 28.2% a month in is outrageous. That will come down. I There are not many things I am so confident in, in terms of the metrics on on Kyle Hendricks, as I am on this. That will come down considerably. Over, more than one fly ball that he gives up, uh, uh, one of four fly balls that he gives up is leaving the ballpark. And he's not pitching at cores every game. So for that and many other reasons, a few other reasons, I'm not going to say many, it's not a freaking, I'm not giving a dissertation that's dropping my next article, but it, it is got some more stats there. So Kyle Hendricks, watch his start against the Cubs. I mean, against the Tigers this weekend, make your decision after that. I have him in the same category as Chris Paddock. If you're in a 10-teamer and there's some hot starters out there, go ahead and make that switch. I'm okay with that. But if you're in a 12-team, 14-team league, you're going to want to read my article to find out more. Yeah, this is a drop. City, here. baby.
2: Got to got to drop him. He's been terrible.
1: Yeah, yeah, well this will be quick. Drop him. I thought he would turn around after that complete game against the Dodgers and it's just it's you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So um, you know, don't I wouldn't even hesitate even if he dominates the Tigers. It's the Tigers. He should dominate them, but yeah, go ahead and drop him. Yeah,
2: pick up somebody else. He's He needs to be spotting his stuff to be effective. And we're, when he's not, and we're seeing it right now, when I mean, he's got a friggin' 2.86 home runs per nine. Home runs per nine. 2.86, holy crap. Yeah, gotta drop him right here. I mean, you should have dropped him probably a couple weeks ago at least. I would like to, you know, believe in pitchers, especially somebody like Kyle Hendricks, who's been co- so consistent. Obviously, he could come back uh, and, you know, eventually find his control, but... It's not here. It's not here. Drop him. Come back later in the season. You
0: yeah, guys are hurting my soul here. I'm a. I like Kyle Hendricks, and uh, <laughs> don't like to see him do this. You know, I just keep it together, Matt. Just keep it.
1: Together. I like him. I like him. He just he just sucks this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: like. Wait, sugarcoat it there, Kev. He just like really sucks at his job.
1: I mean, dude. The only way to hey. Like Billy Bean said, do you want five gunshots to the chest or one to the head?
0: Give me right? five like, to the chest, baby. I'm happy. I I'm don't happy. Any more with them bullets.
1: If you're struggling, dude, you need to figure it out. What are we doing? Come on. Let
2: me try Kyle out Hendricks. a couple last words, you know, as I'm yeah. bleeding out. Kyle Hendricks. This was a good ride.
0: Three, <laughs> those are some pretty Problems. good last words. I do like those. It's been a great ride. <sighs> one of those ah, after you're dying you're like oh he's dead oh it's so sad ha ah, I'm back oh, i'm i'm giving kevin
2: the podcast <laughs> run with it kev don't take go it, lightly into the dark
0: take it to hotter levels turn up the bright heat. don't turn it down i see a bright light coming it's like uh what did you guys ever watch the other guys with will Farrell he's like yeah. oh is that i think i see the light he's like it's just a flesh wound like, it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the trade part of the show. I got one buy low, two sell highs. One of the sell highs I know we're going to dive into because my man Sam here, he's got the stats and he wants to talk about it. So let's just knock these other two out quick before we get to the main event. A little bit of chicken tendies before we get to the main course, if you know what I'm saying. My buy low is a pitcher from the Boston Red Sox, Nathan Iabaldi. He, by the time you're listening to this, you, he would have had his start against Oakland. Uh, and, but he didn't shine enough in that start to close the window entirely. Um, in my opinion, he's given up. Oh, let me check this here. I think it was 12 earned runs in his previous three before last, uh, his last start against Oakland. But even that start against Oakland, only went six innings, gave up an earned run, only K'd four. Here we go. This is why I'm saying buy low. People are probably frustrated, especially because they got him at a good price come drafts. He performed well coming out of the draft. Sometimes when you see a guy kind of fall back to earth after a hot start is the perfect time to buy because people are they're emotional about it. They're more invested in this guy. They rode it to the top and they don't want to ride all the way to the bottom. But I don't think he's really going to keep going. God, I think he's going to make his way up. 4.2 ERA, but a 307 expected ERA. I love that FIP at 2.15, and you know, the XFIP, it's not a whole lot higher at 3.46, so I am on board with that. You don't see anything crazy. You know, his his strain rate will probably uh, get better. He's only at 61.8%, so that's something that I just think is, is an indicator of a little bit of bad luck uh, so I like what I'm seeing in Nathan Ivaldi. I like what he's doing with his pitch mix. He's not just pounding that fastball. He's mixing it up. He's throwing that curveball more. Uh, and he's he's getting good results with the new pitch mix. I mean, fastball at 43%. We knew that was going to happen. Still got the Velo on it, so why not throw it? But the curveball's up 20%. Okay, that's up from, I think it's only up a tick since 17% last year. But it's gone from his third most thrown pitch to his second most thrown pitch and it's getting 32 percent whiffs so it's been i don't know if he learned this from me I, I, this is bro science this is completely taking out and out of Easter. i have not read a single report on it but it feels to me like he learned a little from matt barnes because matt barnes is kind of having a similar type of uh, a game plan when he gets on the mound and like i said that curveball has been effective it's been real effective 0. 0.080 uh average against so why not throw it? all of his, his MPH is there. Like I said, so we're not seeing a drop off. Go ahead and buy low and Nathan Ivaldi.
2: Heck yeah. Given, hasn't given up a home run yet.
0: And that was one of his big, you know, blemishes in Wait. the past was he would get Homer happy.
2: No home runs. He hasn't given, 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 up. Home runs.
1: He hasn't given up a home run.
2: Not one zero. Wow. See, 45 innings have... pitched.
0: Yeah.
1: Nice, nice. Okay. And
0: that's another uh, thing, too, is his innings pitch. He's leading the Sox in the innings pitch. Their ability has been, you know, the worst thing for him in his career. Home runs, second, uh, health first. I don't know. So I, I can't I, predict the future. I, I don't know if it's maintainable. But right. the fact that he's doing it a month and a half in is a great sign.
1: I fully agree. I I, I don't understand. He's one of the guys that's always, I know, had that injury kind of bug just like, right here everyone's worried about that and they're like well he's gonna get hurt he's gonna get hurt he's gonna get hurt and yeah you know it may he may go on a stint but even when he's back and he's pitching it's like oh man your stuff is nasty like you're you're it's like you said the curveball is gross um so 100 percent buy low on him if you can now to spin it all right because we're gonna go to a guy maddie and i talked about you know, last week and the week before, almost a sell high. Do you do a type of deal of like a Robbie, uh, Robbie Ray for Nathan and Valdez? Is that a buy low? So what do you, what's your take on that?
0: See, I don't think, I think when you're looking at the gap between the two, the way Robbie Ray's pitching, you can shoot higher. You right now, you're if you're yeah. gonna buy low on a guy like Ivaldi, you're not gonna waste one of your bullets like Robbie Ray. If you're gonna mm. use that Robbie Ray trade bait, you're gonna shoot up at, at a you know a more uh, okay. a highly touted starter, or even if you want to go the bat route as opposed to a buy low here, you know, someone like Nathan Ivaldi, I think you take like a Tyler Anderson and then you try to make a deal oh. work, something like that. You know, those are the type of things that I I, I would try to do, you know. Uh because if if you look at Nathan of all these player card uh, on Baseball Savant, we've said it more than once tonight. It is red. You love to see it. It's mm-hmm. redder than a frat boy on 420. Redder than his <laughs> eyes. Shit! I, draw, I I blew the joke. Damn it! I had it in the arsenal. <laughs> I had it cocked back. I pointed it <laughs> at it, and the freaking didn't even fire. Damn it! Never happened. Never happened. Whoever editing. Edit. I'm not good at editing. I'm not gonna be able just, to edit that. You guys take it just out. Just take, it out. Out. Yeah, yeah, because, just take it out. Damn you know, it! Just... <laughs> <sighs> Maybe I'll drop the exact same joke next week on the show. <laughs> <Next week. laughs> try number two. Just keep trying. Try, try, try again. <laughs> uh, so I hope
1: now, you do. Do it again. We'll we'll just keep going.
0: Anything you want to add, Sam, on uh, Nathan Ivaldi and the bylaw opportunity that could be out you there? No, you folks? hit
2: you hit all the bullet points. The uh, you except know, for the joke. joke. Yeah, the the but not the FIP, joke. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, you know, it's, uh, that's the bro science guy that's supposed to take care of the jokes here. Uh so uh <laughs> <laughs> X-CRA, FIP, XFIP, all that jazz. It's uh you know, it's it's really good. It's really good, very encouraging. Only two walks per 9 right now, which is nice. He's not striking out a lot of guys. It's an 8.2 Ks per 9 right now, which is not great. Uh, I wouldn't exactly call him a strikeout guy, but uh, I think the ERA is definitely going to come down. I think all those predictor stats are, uh, you know, pointing in the right direction. So I think we should be good to go with here. You know, I like that a lot. All
0: right, so my first sell high is super easy. I'm not really going to dive in. We kind of touched upon him earlier, Mr. Wade Miley. Uh, anytime a streamer throws a no-hitter, you try to sell. Straight up, try to sell. If you can get it, if you can jump from a Wade Miley and get yourself in a more consistent arm, someone that you're not going to worry about as much from matchup to matchup, go ahead and do it. Take this opportunity to free up a streamer, another streamer spot, and get yourself an upgrade at Catcher, wherever you need it. Go ahead and make that move. Easy peasy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Are you ready, Sam? This is what we brought you on the show for. Let's go. It's not for me. and, and personality ready. well no and you know folks at home he's a handsome devil also you can't see him you're listening here but the voice the silky smooth voice matches the looks you know i gotta i gotta be honest here you know, what couple of one two three cutie pies on tonight's show <laughs> i'm not gonna <laughs> deny really anything right. what is it we we're talking it's about really right. handsome men today what is wrong with me there's something in the air here i guess a new from Massachusetts. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I don't it's know. Maybe it's getting late. Maybe getting late. Maybe I had one it's too many Wednesday. games. Humblee. I don't know what's happening right now.
1: <laughs> everyone's, everyone's all ass backwards. No pun intended, but, uh, you know, everyone's a little screwed up on Wednesdays.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Humblee>. All right. <laughs> Luis Castillo. I'm ready to get rid of this guy. I'm ready to trade this guy. I know he's had similar bad stretches in his career. But I just, when you take a guy in the fourth, fifth round, you take this guy to be your fantasy ace. You take him at worst to be your number two. And you're seeing what I'm seeing. Some of the expected stats are, you know, the indicators are are positive. I will give him that. But the miles per hour is down, and that just makes me super nervous. The Ks are not there. He's only in the 13th percentile for Ks, coming from a guy who struck everybody out last year. This year, not even a K per inning. 6.42 6.42 ERA, you know, that that does. There is some hope when you look at his expected ERA, it's 4.89, but 4.89 for a, a fourth round pick, come on, that's not what you're looking for. Hard hit rate is about 36.7 or 37.6 percent, and expecting batting average against is 2.92. So he's not getting unlucky here, he's getting hit hard, he's just not generating the K's uh that he did. Uh, um, look at his pitch map here, it looks like he's. Getting entirely too much of the play, and I think actually he admitted that after his last start. But a big, another reason that's not on it, uh, any of the metrics don't show his next start comes against Colorado. Now maybe by the time you're listening to this, he's already had this start, and maybe he pitched great, and maybe you're you know you're you're not even worrying about it anymore by the time you hear this. But that I if I have Luis Castillo, I am trying to trade him before that start because if it is not dazzling, you will see his stock fall to an all-time low and there's nothing worse than trading a player you took in the fourth round for 60 cents on the dollar I still think at this point given you know the name given his his last couple years you can get maybe 85 90 cents on the dollar so I'm trying to do that now before that Colorado start that Colorado starts coming and like I said by the time you hear this that might already happen and if he gets shelled you're stuck with him. There's nothing you can do but hold and wait it out. Sam, take the floor.
2: All right. So listen. All right. It's Luis Castillo. I'm listening. You buy now. Go for it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh so you you know, it's scary. It's scary. I don't have any uh, you know, I don't have him in any leagues, so I am not speaking from the heart here. Uh, but I do really want to see him succeed. And he's definitely a guy that I've actually looked at over the past month as maybe a buy low option. Um, He's going to pick it back up. I swear. He's going to pick it back up. I don't know how long it's going to be, though. You know, he he might have a really bad first half and then pick it up after the All-Star break. I don't know. But he's going to pick it up at some point. He's not going to be this bad this entire season. He's just not. This is not the player that he's shown to be.
0: What do you Change up is still that, lethal. That, what are you seeing exactly. that makes you believe this? Now
2: now listen, what do I see? It's just the past, you know, it's the I don't, I don't want to be bro science here, but it's the player card. You turn it around. He hasn't played for that long, but he's been good enough throughout his career. Striking out a lot of guys, and the changeup is still lethal. He's throwing it too much, I think. I think he's leaning on it too much. That's difficult. I think mainly because the fastball and the sinker are getting destroyed. Uh, I think I, you know, I don't know if he introduced the sinker last year but uh it was doing better than the fastball so he was kind of leaning on it and now he's coming totally off the sinker cuz it's getting destroyed right now also the slider's not doing as well as he would hope uh i think he yeah i don't know what it is there's something wrong i think he's going to figure it out um i don't know if i would sell because i in my opinion i just don't think i'd be able to get enough for him i think it'd be a a very much a sell low like i i don't think you know even if you'd did it before the Colorado start. I just think people, have, I don't know. He is still a name. So maybe people still, yeah. you know, want to trade a lot, but you know, even 85, you know, to 90 cents on the dollar, I just don't, I just don't know if you're going to get that. And I, if you can't get that, then I don't know if it's worth it. You know, you might want to just stick it out. If you are desperate, if you're falling in the, in the, you know, in the standings, number one, we got a long season ahead. You got some time. Mm-hmm. Don't need to freak out. It's May. It's middle of May right now. Don't don't freak out yet. But uh, if he is burning a hole in your pitching and uh, you can't not start him and you need those innings or something like that, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. If you can get a decent return, a decent pitcher in return, whatever works, roll with it. I can't point to any stats this season because he has been terrible. Uh, I will say the BABIP is three fifty seven, which is a little high for me. I think that will come back down, yeah, at, least, come down a, a at least sure. around 30 points. Uh, which is not drastic, and he needs a drastic change. I think there's something wrong uh, with his pitches. Maybe it's his pitch release. Who knows what it is, but uh, I think he's going to figure it out. And this is, you know, totally just my opinion. I got no stats to back this up besides the BABIP, Uh, you know. But I I hope and I believe that he'll eventually turn it around. I just don't know when that'll be. Uh, Yeah, so I'm not sure, but I don't know. I'm just so hesitant to say, you know, sell. I'm I'm so hesitant.
0: You mentioned not not speaking from the heart. I'm on the same boat. I don't roster him in any of my leagues right now. Uh, But when I see that K per nine, all the way down to 6.95, that's very concerning on a guy that you were banking on uh, being like a, you know, he was a K-lord. Uh, in years past so it does kind of it, it hurts and like all of ourselves you know we have to use this we say this the disclaimer every week it's it depends on your on your team if you're loaded with pitching it's going to make it so much easier to take 80 90 uh 90 cents on the dollar if your pitching sucks you know i guess on both extremes i'm looking to move because if your pitching sucks use him to get maybe two or three lesser uh, known commodities that help build the overall staff. And mm-hmm. if you're loaded on pitching, then go ahead and move him for a bat and, and bolster up somewhere else. Uh, but I just, I, I it, it, you know, you're, I'm a month in, and if I, if I find myself losing matchups because of this guy, I just I can't, I got to get better juju on my team. I'm going to go ahead and move him. Yeah, Kevin, 100%,
1: what's up, man? 100%. You know, it, it's everyone in today's day and age, especially in, in the show, can can hit 98 you know we every major league hitter has the ability to catch up to 98 um the change up not being there which is his strikeout strikeout pitch that not being there and that not having the movement or the location that needs to now all of a sudden you're just another you're another bp guy you know because it's another another aspect of a hitter can just eliminate it pick it up out of the hand. Nope. Not swinging like that. I don't care if it's a strike. I don't care. I'm eliminating that pitch because I'm banking on him not being able to do that three times in a row. Eventually he's going to give me a fastball. And when he does, it's not like he's throwing one Oh five. You know, he's high nineties, but so isn't everyone else. Um, so until he can really show that he can locate and that change up is back yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm out on him. And, and I actually, I do have Maddie to thank for this because maybe about a month ago, maybe a few weeks ago, I was, do I go and get this dude? He said, no, don't go get him. Don't, don't do it. It's not, not worth it. He stinks right now. Um, And yeah, I,
0: I'm. And if I remember nice correctly, kid. it was because the asking price was as if he was a Cy Young candidate.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was, it was a huge candidate, a huge sell. Yeah. So, and and the person trying to trade me to him, or trade me him, was doing the right thing that he probably should. Um, and I was more or less kicking the tires until I counter it, and it was just kind of no, be out on him. Don't even, don't even entertain him right now. And um, you know, tip of the cap to you, Matty. Thank you. But, uh, yeah i'm i'm out on him until he shows he can get that change up back really
0: and it's a tough game you play here when you when you look at it that way because it's like the seesaw i'm waiting for a certain point to jump on and jump off sometimes you don't find that perfect point and you're waiting you know I'm, let, let me wait for one more good start Well, it ends up being a really good start, and the window closes altogether. So it's a tough situation, especially with a guy with the draft capital that comes with Luis Castillo, with the prestige that comes with Luis Castillo. I mean, before the season, this guy was on a few Cy Young favorites, you know, a few people's lists for Cy Young favorite, and deservingly so. This guy has all the stuff that you want on your starter, but it's just not working for the reasons we talked about. Um, I think we'll have to kind of – see where the season plays out on him because I, I like him. I like his stuff. Uh, I just don't know why he's throwing a lot softer and why he's getting hit a whole lot harder. And, you know, he's catching, like you said, Sam, he's catching a lot of that plate and it's not yeah. working out for him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not located. Yeah, and, and I think if he struggles, like you said earlier, if he struggles, all of a sudden this could, instead of a sell high, this could very well flip to back to the How low can I get this guy for almost like if, Does he fall to that?
0: No, that's a good flyer, point. Right. Yeah. There's a good you know point. What I mean,
1: like do, does he fall to that flyer range where it's like, all right, I'll trade him for some streamer that's pitching well right now. And just bank on him having, like Sam said, that bounce back second half of the year where you just got an ace for nothing because it's there. The stuff is there. He just needs to find it and I'm confident he will bounce back. It's just how long can you wait? And that's why I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm out.
2: It's almost not as much of what you're giving up. In my opinion, I think I could get him for very little, at least, especially for the name Luis Castillo. I think I could get him for very little. And the main pause for me is just the roster spot I'd have to give him, Yeah, Uh, you know, I'm definitely not starting him against every matchup. I'm probably not starting him for a little while, depending on who he's facing. If he is facing like the Tigers or, you know, whoever the heck, maybe I roll him out there, see if I can get some K's or something like that. But if he's not facing one of those guys, I'm leaving him on the bench. And uh, I don't know if I can just, I I can't just let a guy sitting on my bench. You know, it's just too important. It's too important of a spot, you know? So that's why I wouldn't buy
0: low, you know? And ladies and gentlemen, listeners of all ages, I am not too big to admit that two, three weeks from now, he might be on my buy low list. You know, that's the, that's the nature of fantasy baseball one week you're crap and I don't want to touch it the next week. Wow. You're so much crap. that I'm going to go take a shot on you because like you said, Kevin, if I can trade a streamer plus a hot bat and get a guy with the, you know, ceiling of Luis Castillo, I'm going to go ahead and do it every single time. So, you know, the, play with the ebbs and flows of the season, you know, ride the waves, uh, as we said on previous episodes and, and see what you got. That's going to wrap up uh, what we had in the show notes. Does any, either one of you gentlemen have any final words or takes or opinions or anything you want to give out to the listeners before we go ahead and hit the Hey. Sam
2: Hicks is not on my, uh, you know, ad list in my opinion, personally, I uh, you know, he's, he's got an all right track, you know, track record so far. But uh, counting this season and last season, he's just, you know, he's not there for me. He's just not there. And uh, I think he could eventually get back to the player he is, but he's also very injury prone as well. So he's definitely a guy that I would have to wait for him to get hot, basically. And then then I'd look to add him, and, you know, see how long he can keep this up. Because, And, you know, in the Babbitt is low. It's 230 last year, and I know it's 2020. It's a short year, but it was also 256 last year. So I don't know. You know, I think his career average is a little bit higher than 256. But, uh, you know, even at being at 230, you know, I just don't think it's going to come up enough. He does walk a lot. He's got a 301 on base with a 198 average. So 100 points on the on base is pretty good. But uh, still, as of right now, not doing great. And he's also not a huge power bat as is. So I feel like the upside is kind of capped there. So that's all I have to say is Aaron Hicks. Do you not exactly need on my app when you
0: play in a pony league field <laughs> when you only have to apparently, hit the ball 222 yes. feet
1: down the line, dude? Apparently, you, yes, yeah. you know, like apparently, <laughs> you <yes>. would think. <laughs> apparently, because I've been banking on this guy, I had him. I, I was like, All right, it's Aaron Hicks, he's gonna figure it out. He's a good hitter. But you also have to remember, like Sam said, he's injury prone. He's on, he's north of 30 now. He's 31, 32, somewhere in that range. Your body doesn't recover like it used to, man. You know, and uh, I'm. Yeah, I can't even play basketball
0: every morning like I used to. I got to be honest. My (laughs) knees are on fire every single day. I'm 33.
1: I've been throwing. (laughs) Oh, man. I used to still be able to throw BP like fine. No matter like every day, 100 plus 200 pitches. No, no problem. I throw one round of BP. I'm like, dude, I need to like wrap my entire arm. I'm i found like when you go to a dictionary, pull out your dictionary and look up the word washed up or the two words washed up and it's just my name. And it's literally just my name stuck right there. I and, found and, your and, picture
2: and, right yeah. next to Tommy John, actually.
1: Yeah. Tommy yeah, John. That's that. Your picture. Dude, I, I was talking to one of my um, funny stories, I was talking to one of my friends over the weekend, I was like, Yeah, dude, my elbow Killing me like, where's it hurt? And I just looked at him and I was like, I'm not telling you where. (laughs) Like, we both were just like, Nope, nope, we're not saying it. We are not saying the words, we are not saying anything about it. We're not speaking this into existence. But you know, um, the elbow is a sensitive area and it's (laughs) sore, and um, yeah
0: yeah real quick i just have to i have to be fully honest with the listeners you know that's something that we pride ourselves on on high heat is that we're being honest and uh quite frankly when i'm full of shit i'll say it because i I do think to add hicks i like what i'm seeing over the past week or so but i did just trade him in uh my biggest league uh he was a (laughs) he was a trade piece to get i bought low on dom smith uh i love dom smith's profile so i used him Uh and other pieces to get uh a a pretty pretty sizable uh it was actually pretty much a blockbuster, but other pieces were involved. But I did put Aaron Hicks in there to uh, get Dom Smith.
2: I've been trying to get Dom Smith in our in our Couch Guy Sports League for a while now. Like I, I need a first Dom baseman. Smith. I want Dom Smith, baby. He's not doing as great as he should be, and he will. He's be. getting hot though, so he's, he's hot. a perfect buy low candidate. I was like, "Come on,
0: give him <laughs> to me." Nope. I got no movement, smaller. no counter, no nothing. Some sticklers in that league. Some people that don't answer <laughs> you back when you're trying to make trades. I, I, I sent out a few feelers. I, there's, I would rather you tell me to piss off than just leave me with no response. <laughs> right. Because right. you're telling me there's a chance they, by not saying anything.
1: Yeah. the no response is the worst. And I'm don't leave me on rare. I you haven't know? made, like, this year I haven't made a trade, which is rare for me, but I'm not a big wow. trader either, so it's kind yeah. of that. I don't think there's been a trade in, in this
0: league yet
2: no there has oh there has I've been? made at there least has one to. yeah yeah yeah. okay i made at least one okay. i trade so there has nick madrigal for chris taylor
0: oh right right I mean, I do remember a little that interesting now. all right that is nice yeah who did you you but, got
2: taylor right i got taylor yeah yeah
0: yeah so make, nick madrigal's doing well with the uh the points league that we're in yeah but uh chris taylor's upside's a lot higher in those right. positions baby yeah we that love the versatility thing. here in high heat yeah absolutely
1: all our listeners out there um i'll try to get maddie to be a little bit more honest next time around (laughs) um you know so i'll do my best i've let you guys down i'm sorry but uh i gotta do my job and step up you know but uh maddie figure it out
2: we're gonna need a be honest segment Be, (laughs) be honest
0: we are going to do a beyond a segment in the future. So <laughs> all right, so that's going to wrap up tonight's episode. Make sure you go ahead and shoot me a follow on Twitter. I am at Matty Follow Kevin on Twitter at Perdios95 and follow the show's Twitter handle at Hi You can find our guest Sam. He is also on Twitter. He is at Stellar Sam44 or the uh, at basically the around the diamond handle, which is at around pod. Every morning when the market opens, you can find the FBB Market Watch thread on mine or the High Heats Twitter handle. CouchGuysSports.com is where you can get basically everything CGS-related, including mine and Kevin's articles. Sam, do you, have you, do you write for CGS or you just do pod? I don't. I, I'm way better vocal. You are a great vocal. I I I will say you are a phenomenal vocal. So you can catch (laughs) the Around the Diamond pod on the CGS network. And make sure you shoot a follow and a subscribe to the Couch Guy Sports Twitch channel. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well because you can get access to the videos of some of our podcasts and anything other uh, video content that's released by the brand. And you can also get your Couch Guy swag on the store, on the website, Get yourself a little hoodie, little hat, whatever you want. Rep those CGS logos when you're out in public. Thank everyone for listening. And as always, if you can't take the heat, get your ass off the field because this is High Heat Fantasy Baseball. Tune in next week. Peace.